Welcome to Whispered Mind, the empath and the narcissist podcast. I am your host, Hadil, and today's topic is Can the Narcissist Change? Narcissism is basically a set of personality traits and behaviors. Changing narcissism means changing those narcissistic traits and behaviors. Let's go through some of the typical traits and behaviors that are typically associated with narcissists and discuss whether the narcissist has the ability to change or not. Number one is lack of empathy. So even though I talk about the empath and the narcissist on the podcast, where the empath naturally assumes the good guy or the good girl role and the narcissist naturally assumes the bad guy or bad girl role. In reality and generally speaking, it's important to note that it's completely natural for the average person to act narcissistic at times. We are all capable of possessing narcissistic traits and that that doesn't necessarily make us bad people. What differentiates the average person from a, if you like, a true narcissist is the lack of emotional empathy and lack of compassion in narcissists. Whereas most people have varying degrees of empathy and compassion towards others. People who have strong narcissistic attributes are completely devoid of emotional empathy and it's important to be able to recognize whether we're dealing with someone who is incapable of empathy. Maybe they're good at faking empathy or are we dealing with someone who is actually sincere and is able to empathize on some level towards others. If you're in a relationship with a highly narcissistic person, then you're likely to feel that there is no empathy towards you. You're likely to feel that your emotional needs are not met, that your feelings and emotions are invalidated and brushed aside. You're likely to feel unloved, unappreciated. And no matter how you try to communicate that across, he or she isn't interested in hearing it. You might get told that you're needy or you're a nag or something like that to make you feel bad about yourself and you end up feeling more frustrated, angry and hurt. Number two is the need for control. So narcissists have a strong need for control. Of course, some narcissists can be a lot more extreme when it comes to dominating or controlling their partner. For example, uh, ordering them to change what they're wearing or telling them who they're allowed or not allowed to go out with and so on. Not all narcissists are extremely controlling, but I would say that all narcissists have a need to feel in control on some level and they do what they 
can in order to position themselves in a way that lends to them being in control. For example, in relationships, they might expect things to go their way, their desires and their wishes are prioritized above others, including the wife or the girlfriend in the relationship or whatever the relationship dynamic is. Narcissists need to feel in control, if not all the time, then most of the time, I would say. For example, weekend plans or travel plans or when it comes to certain decisions, the narcissist might favor their own opinion over anyone else. This can be frustrating during negotiations. If your relationship with a narcissist broke down, then they might try to assert their control out of spite and no other reason. This can be especially detrimental when it comes to parenting children together. Number three, has the ability to manipulate others. So narcissists can actually be expert manipulators. They've been practicing and honing their craft their whole lives. And I'm not saying all narcissists are particularly clever uh, and skilled at manipulation. Some are much craftier than others. But generally speaking, emotional manipulation is a typical trait uh, of a narcissist or it is tends to be present in a narcissistic dynamic. The, the narcissist invests a lot emotionally in making you feel wrong, confused, doubtful and uncertain. They do this by projecting and by gaslighting. For example, they assign a certain emotion and project it onto you and they convince you that's how you're feeling. For example, they might say that, oh, you're always feeling negative and acting negative. It puts other people off of you. So how do you, how do they know how you're really feeling if they're not giving you the time of day to stop, to ask you and listen to you? In narcissistic relationships, the partner of the narcissist often feels like they're not listened to ever. The partner doesn't need to listen because they already decided how they want you to feel. So they might also gaslight you by constantly picking on you, belittling you, mocking your choices, undermining your decisions, laughing at you, making fun of you, or being downright nasty and rude, either in a jokey, underhanded fashion or in a blatant, deliberate fashion. The incessant gaslighting can really deplete your energy and bring you down. It's hard having to be around that all the time. Life is hard enough as it is. And the last thing you need is to be chipped at by the one person who's supposed to have your back, support and build you up. Number four a sense of entitlement. So narcissists are entitled, pure and simple. They deeply believe that the world owes them 
and they deserve to be put on a pedestal of sorts. There's an arrogance beneath the surface and the sense of entitlement that they deserve the best, yet they despise anyone else who has what they want. If you achieve success at work, your narcissist partner isn't happy for you. They most likely seethe with contempt underneath the surface. Instead of celebrating your success, you'll notice the narcissist deflects attention towards themselves instead and points attention to their own success, refusing to acknowledge yours in any way. If you've personally experienced this, then you know exactly what I mean. I can remember examples in my life when this has happened. And in fact, there were situations where the narcissist in my life was quick to point out my flaws or failures instead. Number five, acts superior to others. In my experience, people used to describe the narcissist in my life as arrogant. And somehow he wore this as a badge of honor, which I found shocking and quite repulsive, if I'm honest. There's nothing good about being arrogant and acting superior towards others. He treated waiters with disrespect and looked on some people as if they were lowly or beneath him. This is something that really, at the time, it really conflicted with my own values. I always valued humility and kindness, and I still do. So I couldn't resonate with the arrogance and superior stance. Number six, easily exploits people and relationships. As I said earlier, a true narcissist lacks empathy and compassion. Some lack cognitive empathy and some might rate highly on a cognitive empathy level. Cognitive empathy is where they can understand on some level how the other could be feeling. Whereas emotional empathy is where um, you could almost feel how the other is feeling. So the lack of empathy and the lack of compassion allows the narcissist to almost compartmentalize in their mind. For example, if the narcissist is cheating on their partner, they have the ability to dissociate the cheating from emotions such as guilt. If they are challenged and asked if they are in fact cheating, they are able to lie to easily lie about it turn things around and put the blame on you you're insecure and you have trust issues they might say and they do this for two reasons one to avoid accountability uh, two to avoid shame and I'll say even three to avoid feeling any remorse they don't have any feelings towards their partner, no matter how hurt or upset the partner is about the, you know, the cheating allegation. The cheating was an example. I'm not saying all narcissists cheat, but I'm comfortable in saying that the ones that do cheat, and if they are highly narcissistic, they can do it so easily and lie about it convincingly. This is where narcissists are extremely skilled at exploiting their own relationships. 
No matter what the nature of the relationship is, they happily exploit relationships and friendships if it suits their needs and benefits them. Number seven, presents a false self to the world and hides their true self. I've talked about this false self before in a previous episode. I think it was episode one, wasn't it? Narcissists wear a mask when it comes to dealing with people. Managing their image is very important to a narcissist and they will not tolerate anyone or anything that might be deemed as a threat to their image. The way the narcissist treats you, especially in public, is deliberate because they must uphold a very positive image. They want to leave a good impression in front of others and they do whatever they can to assess, assassinate your character if they have to in order to protect their image. They wear a different mask behind closed doors. You will definitely be seeing a different side to what other people see, but you still still won't be able to see the true self. That's one of the things that makes this relationship dynamic unhealthy. There is no emotional intimacy in unhealthy relationships. When emotional intimacy is present, it allows the couple to be able to be vulnerable, to open up and talk about deep, heartfelt emotions. Or they can talk about the issues that are important in their lives or in their relationship with heartfelt honesty and openness. I think that's a beautiful thing. And I think you'd agree that that's quite important in in most relationships. At least if one person values that in the relationship. So when that's missing, it can be really hard to feel connected in the relationship. In other words, it creates disconnect and, and void of, 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 you know, on some level. Number eight, pathological lying. And that includes things like future faking, promises of change and so on. So I'm not saying all narcissists are pathological liars, um, but lying on some level is highly likely to be present in, in a narcissistic dynamic. Not only lying about really obvious things, like, you know, he or she might say, you said this, no, I didn't, or you did that, again, you think to yourself, I've never done that. Lying can be also can also be false promises and future faking. So the narcissist might say things will change in the future. All or they'll say it'll be different when when what? We can be happy like we used to be. Remember how things used to be? So the narcissist might say, okay, so in order for things to be different, you need to take ownership and admit to things that you've said and done instead of blaming me for everything. What will you do to ensure that things get better? So that's what you might be thinking. Number nine, lacks accountability, responsibility or ownership and deflects blame. So narcissists typically never, ever, ever admit to making mistakes or being wrong. 
it's almost impossible for them to say sorry or recognize that they've said or done hurtful things unless saying sorry sorry is part of their agenda then it's not sincere narcissists are notorious for refusing to take any accountability responsibility or ownership for when things are going wrong or when things are bad they blame it all on you they do not listen they change the subject they walk away avoiding the subject they give you the silent treatment they disappear for a period of time they do whatever it takes to avoid and deny they will not tolerate being subjected to criticism or scrutiny in any way they are incapable of behaving like a mature adult and meeting you on an equal level to talk about things with the intention of reaching a resolution narcissists are interested in winning in gaining the upper hand in being in the right or at least it needs to look like they're in the right they care about maintaining a positive self-image and so on so forth having a conversation with a narcissist can be extremely frustrating so with all of that in mind in order for change to happen the narcissist needs to do to do um, some of these things number one be aware of who they are as a person and how they impact others They also need to be aware of who they need to be, how to improve, what areas they need to work on. Narcissists tend to be unaware that they are narcissists and they are likely to reject the claim that they are narcissists. Working on their sense of awareness means that they need some sense of empathy and compassion which isn't in their nature or they're simply incapable. Number two, they need to be open to growth, open to taking on criticism on board and admit to not being perfect or superior. Highly narcissistic individuals would struggle with the criticism aspect and would not willingly accept criticism. Number three, they need to be prepared to become vulnerable, i.e. lay their insecurities on the table, their shame, to let go and be open and honest with sincerity. They need to accept help when offered or ask for support. Highly narcissistic people would struggle with this concept of becoming vulnerable. It conflicts with their need to wear a false mask, present a perfect flawless image to the world. Number four, they need to be willing to accept accountability, their mistakes, their faults, their failures, and how they truly impact others. Again, this conflicts with their need to shift blame and avoid accountability. And finally, number five, they need to adjust their patterns of behaviors. For example, blaming others, certain habits and other toxic behaviors, such as emotional manipulation, gaslighting, invalidation, their need to gain fuel and benefit from exploiting others. It's a lot of, it's a lot to work with and highly narcissistic people would most likely 
uh, need to work with a therapist who has experience of working with narcissists. Narcissists tend to refuse to seek therapy. And if they start therapy, they are likely to end therapy very quickly. In order for anyone to make the commitment to work on themselves, become aware of how they impact others and come from a place of genuine compassion and emotional empathy, it has to come from within. The person has to be willing to put in the work. If they do put in the work, then they weren't a true narcissist. Most likely, it was someone with some narcissistic tendencies, but they recognize that they need to work on themselves and they've decided to take the challenge on. True narcissists need fuel. They need to gain maximum benefit from their relationships. They need to assert control, need to dominate, need to feed their ego and need to feel powerful and uphold their false image to the world. We can't, we cannot help a narcissist or push them to change. It has to come from within. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this episode has given you some value and has inspired you in some way. I would love to know what resonates most with you. For feedback and support, you can reach out to me through my socials, which you'll find in the description box. You are welcome to join my private Facebook community, Remarkable You. This community is there to support, uplift and empower women like you to live their best lives. If you would like to have a chat with me, you can book a free 30-minute clarity call. You may email me at inquire at whisperedmind.com or DM me through Instagram or Facebook. I would love for you to tune in every week as I upload an episode every Friday. I would love for you to subscribe, rate, download or share the episode in order to reach more people who may benefit from hearing my message In the next episode, I talk about future faking, hollow words, empty promises. I look forward to connecting with you then. Wishing you love and peace, my friend.